Greetings, adventure. Welcome to D20 Academy. I'm your host, Shiloh Kanijiro, and today is episode 12, Class Spotlight on the Bard. Alright, guys, welcome uh, to the second Class Spotlight uh, so far on this podcast. Last week, um, I covered the Barbarian, and today, I'm covering the Bard. Um, I really like doing these th- this segment on the show, uh, you know, spotlighting the different classes, um, I want to go over, like, the basics of what the class is, its place in fantasy pop culture, go into the stereotypes and the strengths and weaknesses of the class, get into the race and background synergy, um, you know, spotlight a couple key features that are unique to the class, go over the subclasses, describe how maybe you can use the character in your campaign, uh, maybe, you know, what kind of players work better with a bard, um, or maybe what kind of players would not really, you know, have a lot of fun playing a bard, and I want to get into all that today. Um, and I'm really excited for this one because uh, the Bard is like my favorite class out of all of them. Um, I'm, I'm a little biased. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, I may be making the Bard sound better than any other classes I talk about. Um, but that's just because this is by far just my favorite class. I love this one. Um, but let's just, uh, let's just get right into it. All right. Um, let's start things off. Uh, I'll just kind of describe what a bard is, if maybe you're familiar with um, the class or not. Um, basically, bards are like just masters of like song, speech, uh, and the magic that that words contain, or that music contain. Um, so in fantasy worlds in D and D, words and music have power on their own, um, and true bards have learned to use this power to their advantage. So that's, you know, whether that's inspiring allies, demoralizing foes, manipulating minds, creating illusions, healing wounds, whatever. Um, they use this magic, they've tapped into this this font of special magic in the world um, to be able to do all these kinds of things. Um, they're performers, storytellers, entertainers. Um, as, you know, people in, like, in a profession, that's what they do. And because um, they require like charisma as their, their, the highest ability score, that you want because they use charisma for spellcasting and all their, you know, kind of abilities. Um, they're very charismatic, outgoing people. Um, so whether that be from being a musician to being a poet to, you know, being a, um, what do you call it, like a uh, acrobat or a mime or anything like that, any, any kind of performer, any, you know, any kind of, maybe you're like a writer, a storyteller, um, just, just any kind of person who performs and entertains, um, those, that's what kind of bards are. Um, they do their best work, like, in a party um, and, and in combat. They do their best work on the sidelines, buffing allies, um, bolstering them, um, you know, making them stronger, keeping them alive, nerfing foes, right, so making their attacks weaker, hurting them. Um, but they can also defend themselves if necessary. Um, they're definitely not the best class. Um, when it comes to like defending themselves or fighting one-on-one, which I'll get into in a second. But uh, yeah, they do their best work kind of on the sidelines, being a support uh, character. Um, they're also talented in like almost every area of expertise. So they're like the perfect jack-of-all-trades. Um, so whether that be like esoteric knowledge, street smarts, persuasive speech, um, bards have picked up a lot in their time, you know, traveling, performing, things like that. So they are skilled at, you know, like every single area of expertise. They are, you know, very, like, t- specifically talented in certain skills, you know, a couple skills, just like all the other classes, but they're um, also just, like, even better at 
just every class, every area. I mean, not every class, excuse me, every skill, every area. Um, and I'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, bards are bards are really cool. Um, on like a power level basis, they're definitely on the weaker side. If you're just you know comparing the classes when it comes to like combat and power level. Um, but that doesn't like. I'll get into later like what kind of players work best for the, best for this. But for a player like me, I don't care as much about like maximizing uh, my power and making myself the best I can in combat. Um, I love the bard um, just because there's there's such a good support uh, unit in battle, like inspiring their allies and doing all that kind of thing. That's really fun for me, and I just I just like the idea of you know being a performer and all that like extroverted charismatic character. Um, that's really enticing to me. So that's why this 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 class is my favorite. Um, I just love like all their abilities, everything they have, um, and if you have seen Critical Role, um, or listened to Critical Role, uh, in the first campaign, Sam Regal he plays a bard named Scanlan Shortholt, and that is by far just like the best character in the whole in the whole show. I mean, Scanlan is like amazing. A lot of that comes from Sam Regal just being a phenomenal player and and storyteller, um, but kind of in the in the history of D and D in the history of the game. Um, bards have always kind of looked at, been looked at as like a really really weak class. Um, over like all the addition, the additions they've been definitely on the weaker side, not nearly as powerful as like wizards or fighters or anything like that. Um, but in fifth edition they're actually pretty good. Um, they're not as weak as they used to be, and you know if you watch Critical Role like the bard can come in very very clutch um, in certain instances. So yeah, I I just really I just really love the bard. Um, so I'll kind of get to the stereotypes, strengths and weaknesses, and things like that. The basic bard stereotype is a musician with, like, a lute. Um, probably, like, a human or a half-elf. That's kind of the basic bard stereotype. Um, super charismatic, funny, you know, good at improv, singing songs. Um, that's, yeah, that's kind of the basic bard stereotype. There's not a lot of, like, bards in pop culture, like, fantasy pop culture or anything like that, that I'm really sure I can compare it to. But if you've seen some things from D&D, um, like, any real, like, you know, real play shows or just art or anything like that, typically the bard, you know, has, like, a guitar and they're really charismatic and things like that. Uh, so their strengths come uh, inspiring and healing allies while nerfing enemies, like I said. So, like... Inspiring their allies, healing them, and then for their enemies, like, you know, using skills like cutting words, bane, um, to make their enemies weaker. Um, they also um, are versatile in all the skills and spellcasting, so they have a lot of versatility, um, which makes them actually really good for a small party. Um, you don't really want to have a bard, like, in a super small party, because like I said, and how I'll get into it a little bit later, like, they're not good in one-on-one. Um, that is one of the weaknesses, like weapon combat, one-on-one, isolation. Um, they're quite weak, and if they're targeted and singled out, they can get um, knocked down very, very easily. They work best when they're surrounded by people who they can buff and who can protect them. Um, but in a smaller party, bards are a really good class to have, because uh, if you listen to my party balance episode, you know, you want to have people in, in the group who can each, you know, have a s- skilled in a certain area, so that no matter what kind of um, problem is thrown at you, you have someone who are who is able to solve that problem. Um, 
so you know they, they, you don't get stuck or the game doesn't drag or anything like that. So in a small party where maybe you don't have enough players um, to be able to get all the classes that to cover all those bases, uh, it's good for someone to play a bard because the bard is versatile in all the skills. So um, in the ones in like in the areas that the party is missing, the bard can you know be pretty good at, in those areas and take over there. So that's really useful. And also just spellcasting in general is just a very, very versatile thing. Um, and the Bard spell list has given them a lot of versatile spells, so they can do a ton. You know, healing, damaging, manipulating, illusions, all that kind of thing. Okay, so the race and background synergy. If you are trying to make the best, most optimized Bard, the best races for that are Half-Elf, Halfling, and Tiefling. Um, both Half-Elf and Tiefling get a plus two to Charisma. Um, and obviously the charisma is the number one uh, ability you want to have as a bard. That's what they use for spellcasting and all their abilities. And the second most ability you want as a bard is dexterity. Um, because dexterity is used for armor class, um, you know, making them harder to hit, and also for any weapon fighting they'd be doing with short swords or bows or things like that. Uh, you want dexterity for that. And I probably after that, I'd probably say like Constitution, just so that, you know they can stay alive to continue healing their friends and uh, you know stay alive in battle. Um, but because both half elf and tiefling give a plus two to charisma, uh, they're pretty good. Um, a halfling, if you choose a light foot halfling, that's one of the sub races. If you choose a light foot halfling, you get only a plus one to charisma, so it's not as good as either of those. But you do get a plus two to dexterity, so that's really useful because you want dexterity and charisma as a bard. So. Uh, a Lightfoot Halfling is really good because you get a plus one to Charisma, plus two to Dex, uh, and those are the two highest ability scores you want as a Bard. A Tiefling gives plus two to Charisma, um, but then their other bonus is in Intelligence, um, which is fine for a Bard um, because, you know, Intelligence isn't used primarily in any of their spellcasting or features, but just having a high Intelligence is just good for skills and things like that. Um, so a Tiefling can make a good Bard, um, uh, but then a Half-Elf is probably the perfect Bard. Because the half-elf gets plus two to charisma and then plus one in two other abilities of your choice. So you can choose like dexterity and constitution, for example, or dexterity and intelligence or whatever you want. Um, so the half-elf, opti like optimize-wise, is just really good. Also, half-elves get proficiency in like a couple skills of your choice, so you can make the bard even more skilled at certain things. Um, so definitely the half-elf is like the best race for a bard, but halfling and tiefling are also really good. Um, the worst races for a bard would be Half-Orc, Dwarf, and Dragonborn. Um, actually, basically, the class, the races that, um, you want for a barbarian. Uh, that's just because these classes don't really give any bonuses, um, to the thing. Oh, actually, I'm so sorry, that's false. A Dragonborn does give a bonus to Charisma, uh, a little bonus to Charisma. There are other bigger bonuses in Strength. So actually, a Dragonborn is not horrible. But a Half-Orc and a Dwarf, um, they give their bonuses to... Uh, strength, con, and wisdom, so they're not going to be the best uh, classes. Also, and none of their like cl like um, race features um, have anything to do with being a bard or helping them out in that sense. So half orc dwarf, those are not uh, gnome too. Th those are not really the best um, races for a bard. Um, so if you listen to my my class spotlight on the barbarian. Um, I talk about like the the best backgrounds, the worst backgrounds, and backgrounds don't like add too much when it comes to like features, skills that actually like make a difference in like the combat and the rules of the game. 
um, and the numbers, but backgrounds are more of like a flavor thing. So the most stereotypical backgrounds and least stereotypical backgrounds is kind of what I focus on when I, when I get to this part. It is what I mean when I say best backgrounds for Bard, worst backgrounds for Bard. Not that like the abilities and stuff they give are like better, because that doesn't really make too much of a difference in the game. But flavor story-wise, uh, the most like stereotypical backgrounds for a bard are charlatan and entertainer. Um, charlatans are those who, you know, kind of go on the streets and swindle people. Um, you know, pretty charismatic tricksters, things like that. An entertainer is obviously any sort of entertainer, and that's basically exactly what a bard is. Um, so those are the best backgrounds for a bard, um, story-wise. And the ones that probably don't make the, the most sense are Hermit and Soldier. Um, because bards thrive off of you know being social, being around people, also in combat, they do their best work, like I said, when they're paired with other people who can protect them and that they can heal and buff. Um, having a background as a hermit, someone who lived in isolation, that doesn't make a lot of sense uh, for a bard. Once again, if you want to make a bard who goes against a stereotype, who is not fully optimized, but you want to build them just because you think it'd be a really interesting avenue to, to explore, like having a half-work bard and stuff, like that'd be really interesting to explore. That's not, you know, that can be a really unique story you can tell. Um, same with the, the backgrounds, like being a hermit or a soldier, like as a background. It's, yes, it's not the stereotypical bard, but you can, that's a really cool avenue to explore. Um, so hermit doesn't make, like, it doesn't work very well just because hermits live in isolation, so they wouldn't have had a lot of time to, you know, be social and, like, be charismatic, and then soldiers, you know, they're like, they've been to war, they've been in battle and things like that on the front lines, so, you know, they'd probably be more like hardened, uh, gritty kind of people, whereas bards are typically, stereotypically, light, um, happy-go-lucky kind of charismatic people. Okay, so that does it for the kind of the stereotypes, race, background, synergy. Um, now I'm gonna do a little feature spotlight, um, the most unique, the most uh, standout feature of a bard is inspiration. Each class kind of has like a singularly like standout feature. Uh, most of them do. For so for barbarian, it was rage. For bards, it is inspiration. Uh, inspiration is a really cool ability, and it allows you, um, like, oh sorry, there's a, there's a truck driving by. Um, so sorry about that. Um, inspiration allows you to buff your allies. So. As a bonus action, um, you can choose a creature within 60 feet of you, and you give them uh, a bardic inspiration die. So depending on your level, uh, it will be like a d6 or a d8 or a d10. Um, and in the next 10 minutes, they, that ally can expend that die and roll it to add it to any d20 roll they make. So whether on an attack, an ability check, a saving throw. So basically as a bonus action, you can like inspire them and give them a dice, and they can use that dice once in the next 10 minutes to something they do, to allow them to get a higher roll, uh, be more successful. So that's basically like, it's, it's a really simple um, feature, it makes sense flavor-wise, it's really cool, um, and you have a couple uh, amount of uses of that, I think you have an amount of uses equal to your charisma modifier. Um, so inspiration is really cool, uh, that's kind of the standout feature of a bard, and flavor-wise, like you can kind of describe how you're inspiring them, maybe singing them like a little song, or ins like inspiring them like giving them a speech, or, you know, any kind of thing like that. Um, so inspiration is a really cool feature. And then the second feature I want to spotlight is Jack of All Trades. Um, this feature allows them to get a bonus to all the skills that they're not already proficient in. 
So if you're not sure what that means, um, but basically in the game, you have different proficiencies and different skills. Because there's all kinds of skills, right? Athletics, acrobatics, um, persuasion, deception, nature, history, like all these different skills. Um, and you're per- you choose a couple skills to be proficient in, depending on your class and background. Um, and so you get a bonus to whatever those skills are, depending on your level. Um, but with Jack of All Trades, for all the skills you're not proficient in that you already get a bonus to, you know, that you're getting this big bonus to, you also just get a little bonus to all the other skills, just making you just that much better at just everything. Um, just making you way more versatile, way more helpful, um, just in every situation. So that's, that's a really cool feature for the Bard. Um, it just, it really just, like, Inspiration Jack of All Trades, it really helps cement what the Bard is. Um, like the Barbarian, the Bard, at least in 5th edition, is very, um, very, like, specific. It makes sense what the Bard is, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. Um, they're a very unique, uh, very defined class. And that can be really helpful for, like, new players because um, other classes can get a little confusing and kind of what their, you know, their strengths and weaknesses are, or kind of, like, how they're different from other classes. But, like, the Bard, very standout, very unique. Uh, it makes sense what they do. And the features, inspiration, and jack-of-all-trades kind of helps just cement, like, their versatility, their, you know, them helping buff their allies, things like that. Okay, so before we finish off this episode, um, this one's a little bit shorter. Um, I mean, definitely shorter than Monday's, uh, which I think was an, almost an hour long, so that was kind of crazy. Um, I'll get into the subclasses of the Bard um, just before we end off this episode. So let's get into those. So, subclasses for the Bard um, are called Colleges. Um, subclasses all have kind of like different names depending on what class you are. So for Barbarians, they're called Paths. They're called like Primal Paths. For Bards, they're Bard Colleges. Um, for Monks, they're like Traditions or Ways or something. Um, but it's just like a subclass. So when you hit a certain level, you choose a subclass. And that's like a different path you go on. It, it specifies more of the kind of direction you want to go with the character and as you level up you'll get different features depending on what subclass you chose so there are two colleges two subclasses for the for the bard they're the college of lore and the college of valor uh, the college of lore is kind of just your basic bard um kind of just expands on that a little bit um you know you've you've picked up lots of knowledge from everywhere you enjoy learning um you know you're an avid reader you're curious, um, but like, you know, you're an entertainer, you tell stories from things you've read. Um, still kind of like a basic bard. Um, what the College of Lore does is it expands spellcasting, so you can choose extra spells, um, you even get proficient in more skills, um, and the kind of the standout feature of the College of Lore is cutting words, which allows you to um, expend a bard, bardic inspiration die. Um, instead of inspiring an ally, you roll it and you minus that from an attack um, of an enemy. So, you know, kind of flavor-wise, like you're like cutting words, like insulting them, and using your words to cast a magic spell over them to make them weaker, make them miss their attack or fail their, um, whatever the thing they're trying to do. So that's College of Lore, pretty good. It ex- just expands spellcasting, expands versatility of the bard. Uh, the second college is the College of Valor. And this is like a weapon-based bard. This uh, helps balance out the weaknesses that a bard has. So College of Valor gives you proficiencies in shields, um, armor, martial weapons, so that 
um, gives you like attacks, extra attack and things like that. So you can actually be pretty good in like melee combat or, you know, like with weapons that you can be able to defend yourself more. You can survive better on one-to-one. Um, so College of Valor kind of picks up the weaknesses that the bard has. Um, so that's really cool. You At 14th level, there's actually a feature called like battle magic where you can cast a spell and then make an attack with your weapon. Um, so, you know, it kind of just helps like weave like weapon magic and combat with your spell casting, which you already have as a bard. Um, so those are the two colleges, College of Lore, College of Valor. Both are really good. Um, I think they're both pretty equal when it comes to power level. Um, it's just that College of Lore just helps you, whatever you're good at as a bard, just even better. And then College of Valor kind of picks up what the weaknesses of a bard have, so it's just, you know, a little more balanced and versatile. Um, and depending on, like, your, your, your flavor-wise, kind of like the story that you create for your character, either of those could work. Um, but those are the subclasses. Um, so I'll just talk a little bit about kind of, like, what players are good at, like, should be playing a bard, what players maybe won't have a lot of fun. Um, so any players like me, um, should play bards. So anyone who cares a lot about role-playing, um, finds just the concept of the bard, uh, you know, really cool, um, maybe easily in entertaining themselves, maybe even writes poetry or writes music, or, um, you know, as a storyteller, maybe someone also, like, really charismatic, um, those people will have a fun time playing bard. Because in battle, they're more of a support unit, like, they're not doing um, a lot, like, it doesn't appear like they're doing a lot, like, they're not killing the baddie, um, you know, they're not doing the crazy spells or anything like that. Um, instead, they're just making their allies more powerful, making their enemies weaker. Obviously, really helpful in the long run, and it is powerful, and they can definitely come in clutch um, in certain situations. Um, but if you're someone who, you know, kind of, and this is not a bad thing, but cares more about, like, you know, being in a spotlight when it comes to combat, you know, you want to go in there, you want to slay the big baddie with your sword or with your powerful spells. Um, the bard probably isn't for you. Um, for someone like me who doesn't care as much about combat or optimizing themselves, um, cares more about the story and the, um, you know, just kind of loves the idea of a bard, then, yeah, I think you should play a bard. Bards are really fun. They're really, really cool. Um, just the class, everything about the class is just so awesome. Like I said, it's really defined, really unique. Um, so, um... If you don't really care as much about being really powerful in combat or being the most powerful you can be, um, then the bard uh, can definitely be a class for you. Uh, but if you're someone who you know kind of cares about what they're gonna do in battle and um, you know kind of wants to optimize their character, the bard is comparatively a weaker class. So maybe maybe the, you won't have a lot of fun playing a bard. Um, but yeah. There's just explore it if you want. You can kind of look into it more um, if you're interested in. Um, like I said, I mean, I love this class. my favorite class. A lot of cool things about it. Um, but, yeah, so hopefully um, I covered kind of everything there. I didn't want to get into the nitty-gritty rules. Uh, like, just in this podcast, I just don't really ever want to get into that kind of thing. I want to make it digestible for people who maybe haven't even played the game, so they're not really sure how the game works, or for people who you know, just are not really intellectual when it comes to that, or really are good at figuring out the rules or remembering those. Because um, D&D is not about the rules. You know, it's about telling the story. It's about playing this game. The rules are just a vessel to help, um, you know, help add tension, help add, the, like, luck, and things like that. So that's the, um, that's the bard. Um, there it is. Uh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm.
All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you learned something. I hope I answered some of your questions. Uh, look out for this week's last episode um, coming out probably t- tomorrow or on Friday. Um, that one's probably going to be an exciting one, so look out for that. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.